0: The Popcorn Books podcast is brought to you by BuildAKidsLibrary.org, a nonprofit organization that brings the community together to put books in the hands of kids. Because the lack of books in the homes is a huge issue in families living in poverty. Books are a luxury that many do not have. Our goal is to help fight the literacy problem that some kids face and to be there for kids who need someone to read with. The Build A Kids Library Program is where we send books to kids ages 5 to 10 in Detroit, Michigan and its surrounding areas once a month to grow their home library. We support kids all over in their literacy journey by helping them enjoy reading through read aloud events, subscription boxes, community engagements, and book mail giveaways. If you want to receive free books, then go to my website, www.buildakidslibrary.org, to sign up now. Hey guys, it's me, Carter, and today we will be reading Selfie Washington, Lemonade Day by Tanya Duncan Ellis. This is the 12th book in the Selfie Washington series. I will be reading this book on my YouTube channel, so stay tuned. Chapter Eight, The Maze. I just bought those at the mall last weekend. Chloe puts her hands at the side of her face. Those once new shoes resembles a ripped up dash rag. Cole, stop! Bertram! I chase after him. Wolf! Wolf! Bertram zigzags, and my brother and I follow. If I wasn't so worried about our dog destroying the garage, hopping around the cardboard maze might be fun. Like the inside of our house, our garage is usually neat. Racks on the walls hold our bikes and organized cans of paint and labeled bins with hardware materials lined built-in shelves. Bertram leaps over one of the smaller stacks of the boxes and it wobbles. Be careful, yells Mom as I lunge to keep it from toppling. Too late. There's a crash, has at least 15 blue pottery containers shatter on the cement floor like a fallen sky. Bad dog! Mom grabs Bertram's collar and yanks the shoe from his mouth. Miss Gentry's cattle holders are ruined! Bertram tucks his tail and whimpers. Look at this mess! Mom shakes her head, dangling the chewed up shoe by her fingertips. I'm so sorry, Chloe, I exclaimed she bites her lip one shoe is completely shredded and the other has teeth marks on the fabric my head feels like a steaming tea kettle i turn to cole why were you out there with bertram anyway you should have been helping with us on our lemonade project i wanted to play with him for a little bit before i came in cole lowers his head he gets lonely while we're in school when i open the gate to go in the backyard he almost knocked me over to get into the garage. Bertram loves to eat shoes. Dad almost didn't let us keep him after he ruined an expensive pair of his loafers. We put him in doggy obedience school, but he needs to go back. I told you kids to keep your shoes in the laundry room, says Mom. The shoe rack was full, so we left them out here. I looked down to the ground. Didn't I ask you to get your old shoes and boots out of there? Mom puts her hands on her hips. You know you shouldn't leave shoes while Bertram can get them. My face feels warm. I wish my mother wouldn't fuss at me in front of my friends. Sorry, Mom. I forgot. It's okay, Sophie. Chloe puts her hand on my shoulders. I know you didn't mean it. Cole, take Bertram to the backyard. Mom points her head. We'll replace your shoes, Chloe. Come on, kids. Let's go inside. Sophie and Cole can clean this mess up later. Your dog sure is fast, says Nathan as we leave the garage. Wish I had my radar gun with me. I wonder what his velocity level when he jumped over that box. You would think of velocity at a time like this, I answer. I feel like a pop balloon as I sit back down at the kitchen table. Mom and Mrs. Gentry have been working hard to get their candle business going. And I know that Chloe's saved for, for those shoes for a long time. Seems as if I'm always messing things up. We've got about an hour before your parents come for pickup, kids, says Mom. Let's accomplish something. Despite all of that confusion in the garage, we get a lot done. First, we make a budget for supplies. We'll need $75 from our sponsor to build our stand. Get lemons, sugar, and berries for the lemonade, buy plastic cups and napkins, and print out flyers to advertise. Nathan figures after he looks up materials prices on the internet. We decide to charge a dollar for our regular lemonade and $1.50 for the berry special. I heard that over a thousand people visited Lemonade Day last year, says Mom. Let's shoot to sell at least 300 cups of lemonade. I'll type up a computer spreadsheet that will show how much money we spend and how much we make, says Nathan. If we sell 300 cups of the very special lemonade, we can earn $450. While we're working on the budget, Cole draws a couple more posters that Carly will make copies of to hang up around the school and neighborhood. Great job, kids, says Mom as we start clearing up. We're off to a good start. I have some beverage dispensers in the attic we can use to pour the lemonade from and some other decorations, so we won't have to buy those. Hey, can anybody come over to our house on Saturday around 11 or noon, I ask. Dad's going to help me make our lemonade stand. Sure, I'll ask my mom, Chloe answers. Sounds like fun. Make sure you wear your old shoes, Nathan jokes. Sorry, I can't make it. I have to work on my science project. I'm volunteering at the Alamo shelter Saturday morning, says Carly, but I'll come over after I'm finished. I give Chloe a pair of my flip-flops to wear home. Here's a check to replace your shoes. Mom hands her an envelope as she's heading out the door. Guess I'll have to go to the mail again this weekend, Chloe says with a smile. Thanks so much, Mrs. Washington. After my friends drive away with their parents, Cole and I sweep the mess in the garage. Be careful not to cut yourselves around the pottery pieces, Mom warns. If she's so worried about us getting hurt, why doesn't she help us, Cole mumbles. Be quiet before she comes up with something else for us to do, I whisper, grabbing the dustpan. We worked together to scoot the heavy boxes out of the way, making sure not to leave any pieces of sharp glass behind. Within a half an hour, the mess is cleared away. Nice work, Mom peeks through the garage door. Alexis twisted her ankle in ballet class, so Miss Gentry isn't gonna come pick up these up until tomorrow. She holds up a calendar and starts punching. Ten of Miss Gentry's pottery containers were broken. They cost $5 each, so you owe her $50. I looked up Chloe's shoes on the internet, and they cost another $50, including sales tax. But it wasn't our fault, Mom. I raised my palms. Bertram didn't, and if Cole hadn't come inside the house like the rest of us, this wouldn't have happened. Both of you are responsible in my opinion, Mom wraps her arms across her chest. Cole shouldn't have opened the gate, but you shouldn't have told your friends to leave their shoes in the garage, knowing how our dog behaves. Plus, you ignore my instructions to clear off the shoe rack twice. I don't have $100. I poke out my lip. I only get $5 a week from my allowance. How can, I, how can I pay you back? When your life hands you lemons, make lemonade, says Mom. You need to figure it out. I expect to have a plan about how you and Cole are going to work off to repay the money by tomorrow. Chapter 9 Budget After we come inside, Cole sits on the couch, flapping his arms like a chicken to make armpit farts. In the kitchen, Mom hums along to a song she listens to from her earbuds while she cooks. Do you have any money? I stand in front of my brother. Why is money called dull? He wiggles his eyebrows. Because we all need it. Cut it with the jokes, Cole. I stamp my foot. This is serious. If we don't come up with a plan to repay Mom by tomorrow, she might not let us be in Lemonade Day. Or worse, she'll do more to you, because you're the oldest, he answers and gets back to making gross noises. Serious, Cole, stop it. I raise my hands. I'll let you be on my Lemonade Day team, and this is how you repay me? And Mom's birthday is coming up. I want to give her a special bracelet I saw on the mall. If we can pay the money back, maybe we can still save to buy it. He chews his lip for a second as he thinks. I have ten dollars in my bank. Just ten dollars? I wring my hands. What happened to the checkbook? Granny Washington gave you when she came to visit last month. I got a new superhero costume, he answers. I snort. (sighs) You wasted $25 on a Black Panther suit? It was $15, and it was better than bubble bath junk you bought. See, I'm getting nowhere with him. I clomp up to my room. On my dresser, my goldfish Goldie swims around a plastic plant on his bowl without a care in the world. The most exciting thing in this day is when I drop him some fish fakes. I'd love to switch places with him right now. I grab my pinky bag from my from beside the fishbowl and flop down with it on my pink bedspread. When I turn the porcelain bank upside down and the five dollars Miss Gentry gave me for watching Alexis, a dime and an orange bird fell out. It'll take me a million years for me to repay Mom. We hope to earn three hundred dollars from our lemonade stand, which plans to return seventy five dollars back to our sponsor. Another seventy dollars will be donated to the animal shelter. I get a piece of paper and my sparkly blue purple pencil to figure out how much money each of us should expect from what's left. Third three hundred minus seventy five is two hundred and twenty five I say out loud. 225 minus 75 is 150. Divide that by five people and we get $30 each. After I figure out my equation, I set my pencil on my nightstand and shake my head. 30 measly dollars with Cole's portion, that makes $60 we can use to pay mom back. Adding the $15 we have in our piggy banks, we'll have a total of $75 to pay our debt. And we still owe our mother $25. My head throbs. Cole and I won't get to keep any of the money we earned from Lemonade Day. And Mom will make us do extra chores to make up the balance. I won't have money to buy her a special bracelet for her birthday either. That is so not fair! I wrap my arms around my chest and frown. At dinner, I don't say much. Dad's so tired from working that he doesn't notice it's quieter than usual. A kid fell off his bike and came with a chipped tooth at closing time, he says once we sit down. I had to put on a special feeling. It's a good thing he was wearing his helmet, or the damage would have been worse. Safety is so important. Mom spoons and an extra scoop of mashed potatoes. Always wear your helmets when you ride your bikes and when you skate outside, kids. She had mercy on us, and we light on the vegetables today. Some nights we have salad along with another vegetable, but today it's just green beans, my favorite. I eat an extra helping with my meatloaf. There's my healthy eater. Dad gives me a thumbs up. I forgot to ask. How'd the Lemon Day meeting go? Good, I answered. We plan almost everything. Can we build the lemonade stand this weekend? I invited the team over to help. That'd be fine. Dad stands up and puts his empty plate in the sink. You kids can come with me to the hardware store to pick up your supplies. Speaking of supplies, we had a little mishap in the garage today, says Mom. And I wring my napkin. Sophie and Chloe broke some of Miss Gentry's candle holders and will be paying for the replacement cost with their lemonade day day earnings. It's going to take all the money we make, Mom. I chew my bottom lip. We had to pay back the sponsor for supplies and we're donating money to the animal shelter too. You're in luck because I found some crates and pieces of wood up in the attic, she answers. That should reduce your supply bill and the amount of money you'll need from your sponsor. So you have something left over. Thanks, Mom. That's great. The cloud that surrounded me off evening lifts up as I get a new idea. I call Chloe for her opinion. Chapter 10. The Mother of Invention Good thinking. Chloe cheers over the phone. We can use things we already have to make our lemonade stand. We've got hundreds of extra paper, napkins, plastic cups, and straws at my house from our family reunion last summer. Mom changed her party theme, so we never used them. What color are they? I asked. The napkins and straws are yellow, says Chloe, and the cups are clear. Perfect, I say with a smile. Look for other things to decorate our booth with around the house. We can have it looking great for next to nothing. We have to buy lemons, berries, and sugar for the drinks, though. While I'm on the phone, Mom pulls out the crates and the drink dispensers. And Cole helps her take them out to the garage. Dad finds some leftover cans of spray paint in a laundry room cabinet. I finish my call with Coley and start a group text with the other kids. Let's sell snacks, suggests Nathan. My dad said we can borrow his Funplex popcorn machine. Awesome, says Carly. I can also bake chocolate chip and sugar cookies. After we click off the phone, I stand and do a cheerleader jump. That must have been some phone call, Mom sets down the dish towel she's holding and laughs. To earn some money, we're selling food, along with the drinks at our lemonade stand, I tell her. We can probably double our profits, and using things we already have makes us only have to get $40 from our sponsor. Great. Necessity is the mother of invention, Mom says. What's that mean, I ask. It's an old saying that means that when we want something, our minds search for ways to make it happen she explains. Since you need money to pay back your debt, you're getting creative to find ways to increase your income. With snacks, your lemonade booth should attract even more customers. You're learning all the steps to becoming a top entrepreneur. Saturday can't come quick enough. As soon as I wake up, I throw on jeans and a t-shirt, make my bed, brush my teeth, and wash my face. It's time to make our lemonade stand, I tell Goldie as I drop some fish food flakes in his bowl. As if to answer, he puckers his lips and swishes his feathery tail. When I bounce downstairs, the rest of the family is already in kitchen. Mom's at the stove making bacon, turkey sausage, and eggs, while my father mixes batter to use on his new waffle iron. The coffee maker drip, drip, drips, following the room with the nutty caramel scent. What time are we going to build a lemonade stand? Asks Cole, grabbing a piece of bacon off the plate and on the counter. I guess after we eat, says Dad. Chloe and Carly are coming over to help, I say. Chloe's stopping by the mall first to get her new shoes. Tell her not to wear them over here because I don't want to pay any more money if Eat Bertram eats them. Cole teases and pulls another slice of bacon from the plate. Get away from the stove and go to the table, Cole, Mom fusses. You're going to finish all the food before we can sit down. Across the kitchen, Bertram sits by his water bowl. He watches Cole nibble on the bacon with round eyes until my brother slips him a piece. Bertram tries to be quiet so he can get more goodies, but Mom has an eagle eye. Can you take the dog out, son? I don't want him in here begging while we're trying to eat. Cole grabs him by the collar and slips into the garage. I can't wait to put our lemonade stand together. I walk over to watch Dad pour batter on the waffle iron. I'm looking forward to it myself, he says. I saw some neat examples on the internet last night. This is a fun project that you can use to raise money at other times, too. Yeah, we can sell lemonade right here in our neighborhood when it's hot outside. Cole returns from the back door and become bazillionaires. Does a bazillionaire exist? Mom scrambles some eggs in the skillet and laughs. With the way inflammation's going, we may have some by the time the kids are grown, answers Dad, cutting up some strawberries to eat with their waffles. The delicious breakfast smells make me feel like sticking my tongue out like Bertram. When the food is finally done, I rush to the table. This looks so good! I pour maple syrup on my waffle, add some berries, and take a huge bite! Next time, let's get some whipped cream like they have in restaurants. Good idea, sis, Cole says, smacking his lips. You are already have enough sugar with all that syrup you pour on your waffles. Mom shakes her head. You guys are, you guys will be bouncing off the walls by the time the girls get here. My BFF must go into the mall at opening time because she rings our doorbell at ten thirty. Ready to work on our stand? Chloe asks when I put when I open the door. Even though it's Saturday, she looks like she looks put together in a blue T-shirt with a glittery design on the front and a hair bow. See you later, Miss Hopkins, I waved to her mother as she backs out of the driveway. Come see what mom got for us to use, I pulled Coley inside by the arm. Your shirt sleeve is ripped, I say, surprised, since she's always so particular. I notice she's also wearing older tennis shoes. My mother said I shouldn't wear my good clothes since we're building things, she explains. Since... The spray paint we're using isn't washable, says Dad as we step into the kitchen, so that might be a good idea. It's building time, Cole jumps up from the seat and shakes his behind. Our lemonade stand is going to kick butt. Watch your language, son, Mom moves from the kitchen sink. I'll finish up with the breakfast dishes. You all go outside. Let me get you kids some of your father's old t-shirts to toss on over your clothes before we paint. Wait a minute, you're just using this as an excuse to get rid of my old shirts that are boxed up in the closet, says Dad. Mom turns and winks and he laughs. While she's getting your smocks, let's move the materials to the backyard, Dad suggests. We step through the back door out into the garage. The crates and wood that my parents and Cole had nearly stabbed for a lemonade stand are in a jumbled pile and one of the long pieces of wood is broken in half. Woof, woof, woof! Bertram barks in the, in the corner of the room, and my heart sinks. Chapter 11 Lemonade Stand What's Bertram doing in here? I shriek. Mom told me to let him out before we got breakfast, Cole answers, and the dog tucks his tail. She meant for you to put him in the backyard, not in here with our lemonade day stuff. Exasperated, I link my hands behind my head. Bertram must have been chasing his tail in circles in this place. Thank goodness Miss gently picked up her candle containers yesterday. I crouch and get a closer look and breathe out. None of the glass drinking dispensers Mom put out for the lemonade are broken. It's okay, Sophie. Dad rubs my back. This wooden pole I was going to use to hold up the banner is broken, but I have some more like it in the attic. Come with me, Cole. Let's get another one. I glare at my brother as he follows Dad. I wish my parents let me do this project with my friends. I ball my hands to fists fist for a minute, and as I calm down, Bertrand whines. Chloe walks over to our trembling dog and scratches him behind the ears. Poor Poochie, everyone's been on your case this week. I said I knocked over a crate upright. You ought to be the main one mad at him, Chloe, since he destroyed your favorite shoes. I got a cute pair at the mall this morning, Chloe perks up. They're lavender with yellow flowers sewn on. It would have taken me months to save up for them. Bertram approaches me with a droopy tail and rubs his head on my leg. My heart melts as I look into his eyes. All right. I guess it's Bertram to the rescue then. I hug him to accept his apology. Ruff! He licks me on the cheek. You should give Cole a break too, Sophie, says Chloe. He is only eight years old. Remember when we were his age and tried to help your mom cook dinner faster by turning the oven from 300 degrees to 500? Smoke filled the kitchen and the lasagna was burnt black. She shook her head. Your mom didn't even get mad at us. She knew we were just trying to help. It's not like your brother's been pranking you or anything. I guess I've been hard on him, I nodded. I just want our lemonade stand to be great. It will be says Chloe. Relax. Dad comes back in, and Chloe lags behind like he's about to take medicine. Sorry for yelling at you, Cole. I stepped to him before he could speak. I know you're only trying to help. You mean you're not mad at me anymore? He scoots back in disbelief. No, I'm over it, I answer. I shouldn't have been so hard on you. Cole pumps his fist in the air. Yes! I'm going to be the best team member ever. You'll see. That's what I'm talking about. Dad wraps his arms around us both. Brothers and sisters working together. Now let's assemble this lemonade stand. Shall we wait for Carly? Chloe asks. She said she might be a little late since she's volunteering at the animal shelter. I answer, let's start. Each of us grabs something to take out to the patio. First, we get the crates together," says Dad. He stacks three crates side by side and then puts the other three on top of them. The crates face in alternate opposite directions. Why aren't they going the same way?" asks Cole. "You can use some shelves to store things," my father explains. He hands us each of us a hammer and some nails and points to the areas we need to put them in. Connect the pieces together. Watch that you don't hit with your hands. I'll help you, Cole. I hold the crate steady while he hammers. Not too hot, not too cold, clear and sunny. It's the perfect day to work on our lemonade stand. I hope the weather is nice on the actual lemonade day. My little carpenters are at work. Mom comes out holding three of old dad's t-shirts and a yellow sheet. Put these on when you're ready to start painting. And please remember to move off to the yard with that spray paint can. I don't want any paint on my patio furniture. She watches us work for a few minutes and then claps her hands. While you're putting the stand together, I'll bring out the craft supplies so we can use to decorate. Ooh, can I help with that? Chloe stops hammering. I love decorating. Everyone can help once we get this part done, says Dad. After we connect the crates, he ha- he adds a few more nails to make the stand extra sturdy. Then he drills in wooden poles on each side of the stand. We'll add the sign to these later, he explains. Now it's time to paint. Here, grab hold of each end of the stand and let's move it to the other side of the yard. Hold on, kids. I need to get the spraying paint from out of the garage. Cole, come help. I yell as my brother runs to the patio and Dad walks away. Thinking he want to play, Bertrand bounds after him. Not now. I'll throw the ball with you later. Cole returns and scratches the dog's head with one hand and holds his other hand behind his back. I pull one of Dad's old t-shirts over my head, hand one to Cole, Chloe, and toss one at Cole's feet. Quit goofing around, I frown at him. Let's get the party started, Cole pulls a can from behind his back. What are you doing, I yell. Don't get any paint on us. He pries off the red lid, aims the can our way, and presses the button. OMG, Chloe jumps as white toothpaste-like string squirts and sticks to the front of her shirt. Don't get that on my hair. I hold my hands over my two braids. Woof, woof. Bertram shakes his fur to escape from the goo. Put that silly thing down and let's get back to work. Dad's boom behind us. It's time to paint. I'm ready. Chloe s- Cole stops his prank as Dad holds the spray paint. Shake it up first. My father rolls the can between his hands, adds a few seconds to the mix, the liquid, and then presses the spray button. Yai! Cole Pumps his feet, his fists in the air as the brown crates turn white. My turn! My turn! The things you kids get excited about. Dad hands him the can and laughs. Cole and I stand back as Cole Cole spray paints so we don't end up looking like snowmen. We each take a turn spraying the crates to make sure it's fully colored with paint. I love it! Chloe stands back from the stand when we're finished. It's bright white, and we didn't get a lot of paint on ourselves or the grass. Good job. I give my little brother a fist bump before he runs to the patio. I look, I look up a neat idea for making an awning to block the sun. Mom walks over while we admire our work. Want to try it while the paint on the stand dries? Sure, says Chloe. What do we do? The clean half on this sheet can be an awning. Mom cuts the yellow fabric in half with some scissors. I'll hold this ruler down and use spray paint on the lines. Cool, I exclaim as Chloe sprays alternating white lines on the material. It reminds me of a yellow candy cane. The ruler acts like a stencil to keep the line straight. It's getting hot out here, says Mom.
1: Anyone want a drink?
0: She goes inside and brings out some water bottles and chips. And we snack while waiting to put our finishing touches on our lemonade stand. After everything dries, Mom attaches to awning to stop the stock with a wooden poles with an old curtain rod. I can't stop smiling. I've got to send a picture of this to Nathan and Carly. Chloe puts out her cell phone. Stand over there, Sophie. I feel cold, moving away behind that back as I grin next to a lemonade stand. turning, Turn and see him giving me rabbit ears. Get out of the way, boy. I shoot him over toward where Mom and Dad sit on the patio, and I get ready to pose for another picture. Wait a minute. Carly just sent a text message. Chloe looks down at her phone. She has an emergency. Chapter 12 On The Loose Emergency! I feel goosebumps on my arm. What's going on? Is she okay? Chloe dials Carly's cell phone and puts her speaker on as soon as she answers. Hey girl, just got your message. Is everything alright? I'm so sorry I didn't make it to the lemonade stand together. Carly sounds nervous. I'm at the shelter by myself. Miss Vincent, the coordinator, went to the store for some extra dog food, and I forgot to lock the dog cages after I gave them water. The dogs got out, and I'm trying to gather them up. I need my parents' help, but they aren't picking up their phones. Ruff, ruff. I hear them barking in the background. Bertram freezes, and his ears pop up. That's terrible, Carly, exclaims Chloe. How many dogs are loose? Fifteen? Fifteen? Twenty? I'm not sure. I've got to get them back inside before they get hurt or lost. And if Miss Vincent sees how irresponsible I've been, she might fire me from my volunteer job. Sparky, come back here. There's a doll tone as a cell phone drops. That's awful, I say. Poor Carly. I hope nothing happens to those dogs, says Chloe. A stray got hit by a car in my neighborhood a couple weeks ago. I race over to the patio where my parents are relaxing on the outdoor patio sofa. Beside them, Chloe bounces on his pogo stick. Dad, can you take us to the animal shelter? I wave my hands around Wally. Carly needs our help. What in the world? Mom sets her glass down on her wooden picnic table and raises her eyebrow. Please, Mom. I need us. I hold my hands like I'm praying. The dogs have gotten out. Your friend's at the animal shelter by herself, Dad stands. The director left her there alone while she went to get some more pet food, Cully explains. She still hasn't gotten back yet, and Carly's freaking out. Carly's parents aren't answering her calls, and the phone went dead while we are talking to her. That shelter is just a few blocks away, says Mom. It wouldn't hurt to check it out. Cole and I'll stay here. All that fur would make my allergies go crazy. Okay, let me get my keys. Dad scratches his legs. When he makes it to the garage a few minutes later, Chloe and I are already strapped into our seat belts. There's definitely never a dull moment when you got kids, he chuckles as he starts the ignition. I sit on the edge of my seat in the entire five minute drive Try to call Callerite again, Chloe. I turn toward my friend. Her phone's still dead. She makes her head after punching the number again. Sitting at the end of a quiet three-line street, the one-story animal shelter building is sky blue and has black images of dogs and cats painted on it. The empty parking lot looks like a doggie park. Ten dogs and different breeds jump and play on the cracked asphalt like old friends. A German shepherd races across the pavement, and Carly follows, blonde hair streaming. There she is, I point my finger. Here's Sparky, Carly calls. "Let's Let's get out to help her. I reach to open the passenger door. Wait a minute, sweetie, says Dad. Let me think about the best way to do this. He sits still a second, and then steps out of the SUV and opens the trunk. See if this gets their attention. He pulls out a bag of dog biscuits that Bertram loves and hands each of us a couple. Hold that treat and move around the entrance. Dan whistles and a beagle and a cocker spaniel mix. Like Hansel and Gretel, they follow the trail of biscuits he drops into the animal shelter door. Here, doggie! I wave a biscuit and two other dogs move in my direction. Awesome! Carly grins, spotting us, grabbing Sparky by the collar. She meets us at the door. This treat is yummy! Want to taste? Chloe crouches beside a tiny chihuahua. It sniffs and tilts its head to the side before taking a hesitant step toward her. Here's another one! Dad leads a gray, furry dog to the door. Hey, what are you doing? Dad says with a laugh as the dog nuzzles his leg. Fuzzy likes you, Mr. Washington, Carly grins. Within ten minutes, we have all the dogs back inside the shelter. Their individual cages line the wall like jail cells. Inside each cage is a pet bed that looks like a mini trampoline and a water bowl. A few have rubber balls. I wrinkle my nose at the scent of wet fur and dog food. Whew! That was something else. Carly smooths her hair, which is sticking up with static electricity. My phone went dead, and I still haven't heard back from Miss Vincent. Doesn't anyone usually work here? Says Dad. Usually, Carly answers. But a couple of the other volunteers are sick, and another lady who works at the front desk is on vacation. Since I've been working here for a while, Miss Vincent thought I could handle things while she was gone. She holds her head. The phone rang, and I forgot to lock the cage. just when I went to answer it. I let her and the animals down. Now I wouldn't say that. Dad touches her shoulder. The dogs are safe and sound. You had the good sense to call when you saw you were in, you were in over your head. Even some adults don't do that. You should be proud that Miss Vincent thinks highly enough of you to trust you with such a responsibility. Thank you, Mr. Washington. Carly's face turned pink. I really love working here, and I'll try to do my best. In their cages, some dogs nap, others nudge balls with their noses, and many whimper with their paws hanging out of the metal bars. Poor things, says Chloe. They were having so much fun outside. I wish they could get out of here. They're sweet dogs, says Carly. I hope some of them get adapted on Lemonade Day. I already have a dog, cat, and a parrot, a snake, and a gecko, and my parents won't let me bring another pet home. The great dog named Fuzzy my father brought in scrapes his paws on the cage wires and howls. I walk over and he pants and sticks out his tongue in a grin. The fluffy fur on his face looks like cotton ball. This one is so cute, I turn to Dad. Don't even think about it. He shakes his head. Bertram is a handful. Your mom wouldn't have a fit if we mentioned getting another dog. Too bad. So many of our pets need good homes. A tall lady with reddish-brown hair falling out in the bum sets some bags on a rolling cart near the entrance. Miss Vincent, colleagues. Chapter 13, The Tour looks like he kept things under control while i was gone and even brought in some new potential partners the lady holds out her hand to dad in her faded jeans and oversized t-shirt with the save the animals logo on it she doesn't look like she's into fashion but miss vincent stands straight up like a ballet dancer as soon as they were ready to see her the animals stopped whimpering and scratching their cages Welcome to the Woodbridge Animal Shelter. I'm Cynthia Vincent, director. This is my friend's dad, Mr. Mr. Washington, says Aunt Carly. And this is Sophie and Chloe. They're on my Lemonade Day team. Pleased to meet you, Dad says with a smile. This is quite a facility you have here, but we didn't actually come to adopt any animals today. They came to help me. Carly wrings her hands. I left the cages door open while the phone rang, and I left some of the dogs out. With all these people not showing up today, I forgot to warn you about that. Miss Vincent hits her palm on her forehead. The same thing happened to me a couple days ago. The claps on those cages are broken, and if they're shut a certain way, the dogs get out. I've got to call a maintenance about this week. There is so much that needs to be done around here. You mean you aren't mad at me? Collie breathed a sigh of relief. I don't know what we'd do without you around here, Miss Vincent. Passed her shoulder, especially today with all the volunteers out. You've been such a, you've been such a great help. We're excited to have the animal shelter as our lemonade day charity. Chloe claps her hands. All those animals are adorable. Yeah, I say. I hope that we'll be able to get some adopted on them in a day. We sure do appreciate your help for the cost, says Miss Vincent. Our goal is to have all these animals placed in good homes. Want to take a tour of the shelter? Can not we? I turn to Dad. It'd be good for you girls to see who you'll be helping he says as he nods his head. As we walk down the aisle, the dogs move around. The bark, Their barking makes background music to our conversation. Some of these dogs are already said to be adopted. Miss Vincent points at sheets of purple pages attached to their cages. Pepper here will be leaving in two weeks. She tosses a dog tree to a black and white terror. She's five years old and very active. We have fun playing fetch in the mornings. I'm sure gonna miss her when she leaves. We head to a kennel number 26, a sign that says, hi, my name is Maxie, is taped to the top. Maxie, you're still waiting. Miss Vincent points out the brown, black, and blue and white bulldog mix. She's a beautiful dog. We hope her owners find her soon. Licking its lips, the dog begs for a treat. Why are you still here? The director coos in a baby voice. You're so cute. Maxie starts wagging. Look at her rear end, says Miss Vincent. You got the happy tail. Yes, you do. We meet some of the other dogs and the director hands us treats to feed them. Every day, Miss Vincent records video of the dogs in case the owners are looking for them, says Carly. The shelter does a great job returning the pets to their owners or finding them in new homes. As we pass Fuzzy's cage, it starts chasing its tail. The beauty has been with us just three days, says Miss Vincent. She doesn't have a chip or a collar. Hopefully, the owners will come in soon. What happens if you can't find a home for the dogs? Chloe looks into Fuzzy's round black eyes. We're able to keep animals for weeks or even months at this location. But sadly, if we get overcrowded, sometimes the animals have to be put to sleep, says Miss Vincent. I'm trying I'm trying to host adoption events at least twice a month to find all good homes for all the animals. Arf, arf, a teeny bark sounds from the cage next door. It's the little one I brought in. Chloe squats low to greet the chihuahua. Lady's been with us for a month and a half, says Miss Vincent. Her family left her there when they moved out of town. Lady gives Chloe's finger a dancy look. She looks like the perfect dog for you, I say. I see why you're working here, I turn to Carly. I want to find homes for all those puppies, she say. Where are the cats, says Chloe, giving Lady one last glance as we move along. "'Their cages are on the other side of the building,' Carly answers. "'I don't work as as much in that end, but there are plenty of sweet kitties over there. "'Maybe ladies can come back and get a tour of that section another time,' says Miss Vincent. "'I need to get the food bowls prepped now for the dog's dinner.' "'I can stay and help,' says Carly, while we're walking.' While we're walking, I charged my phone then text my mom that the other volunteers didn't come in today, so she's picking me up at 5.30. My parents missed my call earlier because they were outside doing yard work. I'm happy they got that done before I got home. It's almost 4 o'clock, Dad glances at his watch. I didn't realize we'd been here for over an hour. It's about time for us to head home, girls. Chloe's parents are probably on their way to pick her up. Nice meeting you, Miss Vincent. I wave as we head toward the exit. Thanks for showing us around the shelter, and thank you guys for coming to help me out. Says Carly. I didn't know that I'd have. I didn't know what I'd have done for you if you didn't show up. See ya, sweetie. Chloe waves at Lady when we pass her by. Pass by her kennel. Arf, arf, arf. The dogs bark in reply. Chapter 14, Kickball I wish I had been at the shelter with you guys, says Nathan. It would have been fun chasing all the dogs around. I could have brought my raider gun to clock their speed for my experience. You're such a science geek, I laugh at his comment. It was sad to see so many dogs needing a home, says Chloe. makes me want to raise even more money on Lemonade Day to help them. Now you see why I wanted to adopt all the animals, says Carly. It's Monday, and we're meeting out on the playground after school again to go over last-minute details for Lemonade Day. The event is this weekend, and we still have a few things to get done. Cole has his art club, so I'll fill him in over our conversation on the ride home. Like normal, the playground is packed with kids waiting for their parents to pick them up. Some sixth graders play kickball on the artificial grass. Our classmate, Toby, smiles our way when his team moves to home plate. Will you pay attention? I grumble to Chloe as she peeks over at him. Toby shows his dimples back. Two of them won't admit they like each other, but the rest of the grade calls him toe behind their backs. I had a crush on Toby too. When he transferred to our school from Cleveland earlier this year, I'm not jealous that he's got a thing for my best friend, but I still got butterflies sometimes when he's around. Booyah! Toby yells as he kicks a rubber ball toward the back wall. Show off. Nathan frowns when Toby raises his arms in the air, getting ready to run. Suddenly, a yellow boy runs into the courtyard. He catches the ball in midair. It's cold! I put my hand over my mouth, laughing. Wait a minute. Toby stomps his foot. Hey, Sophie, get your brother out of my our game. Sorry, Toby, but you need to kick the ball better, I shout back. That's hilarious. Nathan holds his stomach cracking up. Inference, let's do that play over. Toby frowns over at our table and then regroups with his team. Avoiding the interrogated kickball team, Cole zigzags through the crowd to reach us. When he passes the monkey bars, he stares for a second. Lady might swing across him if, he, if we hadn't already seen him. Great catch, Cole. I high-five my brother once he reaches us. Way to show Toby who's boss, adds Nathan. You don't like Toby too much, do you, asks Carly. He thinks he's, he's, he thinks he's Mr. All That, Nathan answers. Chloe nudges me with her elbow and winks. I shake my head. Our club ended early. Here's the flyers, guys. Cole sets a folder on the table. Cool, says Carly, pulling them out. You are so talented, Cole. I've got to give my little brother credit. The drawings are great. The first one is the picture of me behind a lemonade stand with the dog beside it. And the second has a dancing lemonade pitcher that has arms and feet. He's also made a third flyer that says, save the animals, support lemonade day with the date, time and place and bubble letters. I came up with a list of everything we have left to do this week. Nathan pulls out a computer printout. What do you think of this? He shows a piece, she shows us a piece of paper. Lemonade day to do list. One. Buy ingredients for cookies, popcorn, and lemonade. 2. Make copies of flyers and post them. 3. Decorate lemonade stand. 4. Get change. 5. Make lemonade. 6. Get approval for pets to be at our stand from the school. That sounds about right, I scan it. Nearly everything is done. The school is advertising Lemonade Day on its website with a notice on the outside billboard. But we should ask the other people we know to come out and buy from us. Before I go home, I'll take copies of the flyers in the front office, says Carly. We can start hanging them up around the school and other places tomorrow. I'll put some flyers at Fun Flex too, says Nathan. We should have done that this past weekend. I snap my finger. More people would have seen it. A mothers' group meets with smaller kids at Funplex on week on Wednesdays. Nathan answers. We can put a big sign out where they can hang out. Nathan, look out! Cries Carly. The rubber ball kick. The rubber kick ball bounces on the top of his head, and his glasses slides down his nose. Omg! Chloe giggles with her hands over my her mouth. My bad. That was a foul. Toby holds his hands up like he's sorry, but he's smirking. He did that on purpose. Nathan balls his hands into a fist. His face red. I guess we missed with them first. I answer. You okay? Yeah. He answers, rubbing the back of his head. Sorry, I caught the kick. Sorry, I caught that kickball, guys says Cole. I couldn't help myself. Next time, stare out of other people's games, little bro, I advise. I should make, I should go make copies of these flies before the front office closes. Carly grabs the drawings and stands up. Don't forget to ask about us bringing in pets while you're in there, reminds Chloe. I hope we can find Fuzzy and some of the other dogs at home. Okay. Meeting adjourned. I pick up my backpack. See you guys tomorrow. Chloe gets to her feet. When we go home, I gather up some more things to decorate our lemonade stand. I have a super cut mini chalkboard we can write the pieces of our drinks and snacks on. We, we walk right past Toby and his friends on our way out. Giggling, Chloe waves. Good catch, dude. Respect. Toby fist bumps Chloe. You better work on that kick, Toby, I tease. I'll do that, he laughs. Hey, smarty pants, I hope that I didn't rattle your brain, Toby turns to Nathan. Whatever, Nathan frowns. I really enjoyed that book. I hope you did too. Again, my name is Carter, and I thank you for your time. Until next time, happy reading.